Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll have Kirk McLehern, Macworld's iTunes guy, Peter Cohen from the Angry Mac Bastards radio show on the loop at loopinsight.com. And then we'll introduce Matthew Prince of Cloudflare. All this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. We have our old friend Kirk McElhern, who's getting older by the second, as am I, but I'm still 400,000 years older than he is. You're getting older faster than I am, Gene. Speak for yourself, my friend. Okay. All right. Now, we're sharing problems, although we live continents apart. He lives in France. I live in the USA. And this morning, our internet-based phone service is not functioning. I'm not going to state the name right now. I mentioned it in the past. It may be just one of those things. I don't know. The internet has been pretty flaky today. And Kirk says maybe we've become spoiled because we expect things to work 24-7. And then he reveals his ISP was down for, what, three hours? Yeah, I lost internet connectivity Monday afternoon for about three hours. Your remark to me before we went on the air is understandable. You need to make a phone call. You're used to being able to pick up the phone. But then we briefly started discussing how it was, I don't know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. As you said, when you paid a buck a minute for long-distance calls, you said it always worked. But remember when, I don't know where your long-distance was too, but I've been in France for more than 25 years. And so back when I first came to France and I was making long-distance calls to the States, which were around a buck or a buck and a half a minute at the time, you could almost hear the thing bouncing off the satellite. You would get like a two-second delay when you were talking to someone. On the one hand, we're expecting more, but on the other hand, we forget how much better everything's gotten. Well, I agree with you there. I remember when years ago, I had a group of friends around the country, and I want to call them. And first, of course, this is when I was living at home with my parents. I had to negotiate with my parents about the phone bill. Because no. you didn't have a blue box. Okay, well, you, I didn't know Steve Jobs and Steve <laughs> Wozniak. You see, folks, if you don't know the legend, Woz and Jobs... Before they started Apple, they were building these blue boxes, which would convert the tones from your touchtone phone and therefore access the long-distance service from your long-distance provider, which had to be, at that point, your local phone company, which would have been probably AT&T or one of a number of small phone companies around the USA. No, we're back in the Bell Telephone days here. We are back in the 1970s. Of course, today, just about everybody has free long distance, so it doesn't make a difference. Yep. Except when the free long distance doesn't work. And when that happens, make a cup of tea and sit down and look at the landscape outside and just don't worry about it. I first got internet access in 1995. A couple years before that, CompuServe had set up in Paris, outside of Paris... If you wanted to have internet access, it was a long-distance call into Paris. And I was living in Tours, which is a couple hundred kilometers from Paris. And in 1995, a local ISP set up, and it was local call access. But at the time, it was, first of all, you connect with the modem, and you get those noises, you know, the screeching and hissing noises. And then you're paying for your call. You know, you're paying by the minute for your local phone access. Compare that to now when, personally, I have about 8 megabits downstream ADSL always on. You don't hear that noise when you connect anymore. So what if it doesn't work every once in a while? You've become spoiled. We've all become spoiled. We want to have 24-7, 365, 60 minutes, 60 second connectivity. You want to pick up that phone and you want to make a call instantly. You know that there's, there are all sorts of surveys that show that if people click on a link to go to a website and it doesn't load in five seconds, they'll bail and go someplace else. 
Well, you know, we signed up with a content management system called Cloudflare. Don't know if you ever heard of them. They're going yep. to be on the show later. We're going to talk to them. And they have 14 server centers or data centers around the world to send out your Internet content. So if you're living in Europe, you're supposed to be able to get it as fast as in the U.S. If you're living in the Ukraine, it's also supposed to be very fast. If you're living in yeah, Iran, yeah. I'm not sure. But most people don't use services like that. I mean, you know, companies like Apple, they use Akamai or whatever. Amazon has a gazillion servers, but a lot of other companies don't do it. Or if you go to a hosted website, you know, like my personal blog or your website or whatever, before you got this, this new service, it can take a few seconds. And people are so impatient that they'll just bail after five seconds. So I think on the one hand, it's right to complain. On the other hand, you know, make a cup of tea, take a deep breath, read a book. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is here that some of the major websites, such as Amazon or Apple, don't always come up in a flash. And, well, but we put up with Apple that because it's to... Apple, and we put up with that because it's Amazon. But if it's well, my yeah, well, site, well, if it doesn't well, come up in a flash, forget about it. Well, exactly, because they have the sort of brand gravitational pull that you're going to stick to. I mean, you know, look at the Apple website when they launch a new iPhone or an iPad. It's just dead for hours. Amazon, that's pretty rare that I see Amazon down. But, you know, it does happen every once in a while, but I don't really see it that often. But if they go down, you're going to go back because you know the site. But if you click on a link to go to a website you don't know you're going to discover, it's very possible that, you know, if it doesn't respond quickly or if it's really slow to load, people just may go away. They just may not pay attention to it. And I think that's a shame. Again, I understand your distress here, but I think it's a shame that our expectations are so high that we can't allow for the occasional glitch without being frustrated. Well, it's a matter of being patient. I agree with you. As a matter of fact, though, to show how paranoid I really am, there's a service called hosttracker.com. That's host-tracker.com. And you can subscribe to their service, and what they will do is basically check your sites and how they load around the world. So, for example, the paracast.com, is loading in 0.7 seconds in Moscow. How's it doing in France? Well, you know, I have to wait till it recirculates. In Los Angeles, it's 0.074 seconds, but that's where our server is located, actually in Irvine, California. In Toronto, it's 0.321 seconds for technightowl.com slash radio, which is a portal for the show. Mm -hmm. I did some work for a French company some years ago that had a similar thing. They, they maybe only had servers in three or four countries, like you know, a couple places in Europe and the U.S. and Asia. But it's a common thing, and it's, it's especially useful if you're selling something on your website because these services will send you SMSs to your cell phone to wake you up if it's the middle of the night and your website's down and you can't sell product. Well, that's the problem. If you're doing business, if somebody can't take a deep breath – and the site is not displaying, they go somewhere else, which is unfortunate, yeah. because they might be missing out on great content, but we don't have time. You know, there's 4 billion sites out there, or something like that, and we don't have the time to spend the time to make sure they come up fast. So we all go crazy, and that's the reason why services like a Cloudflare prosper, because those who want people around the world to see their sites properly are going to use them. And what they also do if your server is down, they send up a cached version. So at least right. you can get okay. your content displayed even if your main site is down. Yeah. So that's one of their advantages. But talking about your particular setup there with phone and Internet. Right. 
Now, there's an article you wrote for Tidbits I want to talk about for a few minutes. But first, frame this, okay? Before I get framed, as a matter of fact, let me frame this here. For example, if you live in the U.S., you know the score. If you want to buy an iPhone, for example, there are three major carriers. Sprint, there's AT&T, there's Verizon, plus some regional carriers. And the deal is you pay a low price for the phone, say for a basic iPhone 4S, 16 gigabyte version, $199, plus some sort of activation fee. Mm. Then, of course, you accept a two-year contract with your provider. If you don't do that, instead of paying $199 for the phone, you'll pay maybe $649 for the phone. But that's not true in other parts of the world. In some countries, you can't get a subsidized deal, right? Well, in France, some of the providers do. So the article I wrote in Tidbits was basically Adam Engst of Tidbits asked me to write about this because he had heard about this company and he knew I had just gone with them. The company I'm using is called Free, a wonderfully French name, of course. And understand, folks, it is not free. It is not free, although I'll tell you in a minute something is free. Um, And I get both internet and telephone service from them. So you're getting a bundle. Okay, well, let's start with the internet. And which okay, is, we'll do that, but first we've got to tell our listeners. First, let's have a word from our sponsor. I've got to tell our listeners that we have Kirk McElhern, author of Mac and Tour, writes for Tidbits, writes for Mac World. He's the iTunes guy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You know, we develop trust in the people we know, but we don't really know someone we can see. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's a simple online meeting service. It's GoToMeeting by Citrix. All it takes is a webcam and a click to instantly collaborate. You can start hosting your own face-to-face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. You can try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service first class service at the lowest possible price there's only one place to go well dreamhost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space unlimited bandwidth one click web app such as wordpress 24 7 support you can save over 55 dollars you want to know how go to dreamhost.com slash radio dreamhost.com slash radio Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. A healthy heart starts with Extendivite. I've always believed that I had to have a strong defense to overcome the new superbugs of today. 
Extendivite, a seven herb heart protection cocktail, not only helped me to overcome a massive heart attack, but it also has built up my natural immune defenses against colds and flus. Extendivite has so many benefits that we all should be taking Extendivite to build up our defenses for what superbugs might emerge yet. So start today, clean out the toxins, and be as healthy as you can be. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Mother's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing deal. One dozen assorted roses plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 7777. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Flower prices will skyrocket next week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. That's one dozen stunning assorted roses roses absolutely bursting with color sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 plus a free glass face with every order. Remember, flower prices can double, even triple next week. And this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com, click on the radio microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 7777. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We have Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy. He's a great guy living in this palatial apartment somewhere in France beneath a cave. Here's what I get for my internet first. We'll get sure. to the cell phone in a second. All the ISPs here, they sell what they call a triple play solution, and they say that with the English words triple play. It's internet Why access. do they do that? Why do they have to go to the English phrase? It sounds cooler. Um, technological words sound cooler. In English. Oh, okay. Um, so if you, if you talk to people in the tech industry, you'll hear them use a lot of English words, even though they're a French equivalent. It sounds cooler, but also they're maybe used to seeing these because they're always dealing with people who speak English or reading websites in English, etc. So the, the triple pay, play is this. It's ADSL. I get 8 megabits per second, but depending on where you are, you can get up to 20 for the same package I have. It's landline telephone, so it's an IP phone that goes over their internet, um, and it's TV over ADSL. Now, cable TV was never really a thing in France. Only some parts of a couple of cities were cabled because it wasn't until the the mid-80s that TV actually, that private TV channels actually started taking off. There was only one in the early 80s, and I think the second one was sometime in the I don't know, 84, 85, something like that. And, and it took a while for the private TV channels. It was all state-run TV. So whereas in the 80s you were cabling every place in the States, there was no point in doing it in France because there were only three or four channels. So people can either get TV over ADSL or satellite. Satellite's a separate subscription from a separate company. But if you get it over ADSL, it's part of this package. Now, in addition to this, 
the day I moved, I moved in January to a new town, and the day I moved, this company, Free, announced a cell phone contract. Now, I had long hesitated to get an iPhone because it was just pretty damn expensive. It, it would have been like, you know, 45 euros a month, which is like $60 a month. Now, I work at home. I don't make a lot of calls. While I write about these things, uh, I can write about everything having an iPod Touch and an iPad. Um, but then this company, Free, came out, and they just totally th- exploded the market by offering an unlimited contract for 20 euros a month. That's unlimited voice, text messages, and data up to three gigabytes a month with throttling after that. Now, compare that to previous normal phone or smartphone contracts, you would maybe get two hours of call time for that price. So not only were they undercutting the market by giving unlimited calls compared to two hours, but they were also undercutting the market by making this accessible to smartphones like the iPhone. Now, granted, you were saying earlier you can buy an iPhone for 199 bucks. Um, here, this contract is not with a subsidized phone, so you have to pay to buy the phone, which in my case is 16 gig with 629 euros. That's a nice chunk of change, but on the other hand, you don't have any commitment to this contract. If you're not happy at the end of the month, you can cancel. You don't have one of these two-hour contracts. And if you calculate what it comes to over the two years, it's cheaper for the phone than it is in the States. Now, since so maybe a, it makes sense then to use your credit card to buy the iPhone now, if even you can, with the yeah. interest. And if, we assume, of course, you'll be paying down your credit card bill. You're still ahead. Right. Now – since I'm an internet subscriber of this company, free, that 20-euro contract drops to 16 euros a month, which, if you do the math, is about 20 bucks a month for unlimited calls and more, than, more data than what I need. Now, if you add all this up, and, and in the article, I had Adam Engst stick some text in my article to compare with American prices. And what, what he calculated at the end is if you add um, internet, landline phone, basic cable, and mobile phone – um, over two years, I'm paying about $2,500, whereas over two years in the States, you'd pay about $4,000. It's such a deal. It's quite a deal when you think about it. And you know, over the years, I've had different types of internet contracts. Um, they keep getting cheaper. The bandwidth keeps getting higher and all that. But this is you – know, it's not only that the internet itself – the, the price they offer is competitive with the others. It's not really that much cheaper for the internet. But when you add the cell phone to it, um, it becomes a good deal. Now, I said earlier there is something free. If you don't need the full um, 20 euro a month cell phone contract, you can get a one-hour contract with 60 text messages a month um, for two euros. And if you're a subscriber, an internet subscriber, you can get that contract for free. Now, I know a lot of people who don't really need a cell phone a lot. You could even use this contract with an iPhone you know, if, if you want. If you're getting all your data over Wi-Fi, um, a free cell phone contract is a pretty darn good deal. Even a two-euro cell phone contract is something that can't be beaten. Well, I know it's complicated in other countries. We kind of make it simple here even if it's more expensive. You know, We don't look at the long-term expense. We look at $80 a month, $100 or $200 for your phone. It's like the car salespeople. They'll say, well, you can get your brand new car for $399 a month. They're not telling you they're right. charging you 22% interest and that you'll be paying for it until the car's got 400,000 miles on it. But, you know, we don't <laughs> but, look but you at just, the long what term. You just said, what you just said, $80, $80 a month, $100 a month, I'm paying 20 bucks a month for my iPhone. 
Right, but you had to pay 629 euros up front, which is what, seven-something in dollars or eight-something? About $800, yeah. Okay, so you had to pay almost $800 in USA cash, declining USA cash, of course, to get your iPhone, which is a big chunk for people. I mean, when the iPhone first came out, it was sold unsubsidized. And Apple changed that pretty quickly because they realized that it worked better in the traditional cell phone pricing model. True, but there are two advantages to this. The first, as I said, is you don't commit to a contract. And the second is that when the iPhone 5 comes out, I can sell my iPhone 4, buy an iPhone 5, and keep my same contract. I don't need to change anything. I don't need to wait for my contract to run out. And while I personally don't care that much about getting the next iPhone, given that I write about all this stuff, it would be pretty good if I could stay up to date with these things. So there's a real big advantage to this um, if you're someone who who likes to stay up to date and, and have the latest you know, type of phone. Well, the other thing, of course, is that you can sell an unlocked or untethered iPhone on the used market by eBay for what, 75% of what you paid for it? If it's in good condition, yeah, probably. So it's not so bad. So if you do this every year, maybe you're selling your $800 iPhone for maybe $550 or $600. Suddenly you're paying every year $200 for a new one. Exactly. Maybe. So you're laying out the money the first time, but you're getting some back the second time and the third time and every successive time. And you don't have to resell it every year, but if you want to, you can. Well, if you want to waste your money, it's like buying a new Mac every year and selling it off. I don't know if that's worth it. Another way you can do it if you have different family members on your cell phone plan, what you can do is you can swap it. Like my wife doesn't have an iPhone. So say this fall, which is when we expect the iPhone 5 or whatever it's called to come out, I decide after looking at it, hey, folks, this is something I want, but I only got my iPhone 4S less than a year prior to that. Right. But first, we have to tell you something that's of even more immediate concern. We have Kirk McElhern joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com 
37 things to hoard. Do you have the 37 crucial food items you can't survive without? When the next disaster hits and the mobs go crazy grabbing food off the shelves, you and your family may be without food or waiting in long food lines. Prepare now at 123survivalplan.com. Easy as 123 to remember. 123survivalplan.com. Many people don't have these 37 food items. Learn what you need to hoard now at 123survivalplan.com. Watch the video we've set up for Patriots only at 123survivalplan.com. Get inside information on the 37 food items that will sell out first when the next disaster strikes. This video contains crucial information you and your family need to prepare for any natural or man-made disaster. In the last six months, over one million other smart patriots have already seen this video. Prepare now. Go to 123survivalplan.com and learn which 37 food items you should hoard. Easy to remember. 123survivalplan.com Again, that's 123survivalplan.com This year, about one in every 50 U.S. homes will have a break-in. That's almost one per block. Will that one home be yours? Well, I found an amazing little gadget to keep the bad guys fooled, and it's called Fake TV. Fake TV is a low-cost, small electronic security device that makes it look like someone is home watching TV. When you go on summer vacation, yes, get rid of the obvious signs you're away by stopping the mail on the paper, but go a step further in fooling crooks with Fake TV. At only $34.95, what? That can't be right. Yes, for only $34.95, Fake TV could be the difference between coming home to a secure house or one that's been ransacked and all your possessions gone. Fake TV simulates the light from a real TV and can be programmed just like a lamp on a timer. Use Fake TV in any room for just $34.95 and get additional Fake TVs for only $29.95. Go to FakeTV.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV, 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to FakeTV.com. For safety, security and peace of mind, use Fake TV. There are so many benefits you can get from taking unheated, grass-fed whey protein. It helps put out the fire of inflammation and the pain it is causing. Eliminate the craving for sweets or carbohydrates. Better sense of well-being, weight loss, muscle strength, energy and growth, and optimal glutathione production. Glutathione is the number one means by which you detoxify all toxins, and this is vital to you feeling and looking good again. Consuming One World Whey is the most powerful way to raise glutathione. People report the normalization of blood sugar, the elimination of heavy metals and drugs, and they've reported the elimination of pain and the alleviation of constipation after three months on One World Way. Children love the flavor and prefer it over junk food. One World Way is performing mighty miracles for young and old and is superior, unique, and unprecedented from any other whey protein powder on the market. To learn how to feel and look younger or to sculpt your body the way you want it to be, call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Kirk McElhern joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. The question we are posing here is that of upgrading your iPhone. So one option could be, well, I have the two-year contract with AT&T. And when the next iPhone comes out, probably this October, I will have had it less than a year, and AT&T will charge me some horrendous early termination fee, except my wife doesn't have an iPhone, so I just move it over to her account or her number. The contract goes to her number. I buy a new iPhone. I'm happy. She's happy, I guess. Well, I hope so. (laughs) She will be. (laughs) 
No, but as you say, you can always hand it down to someone else if you need to get a new one. And again, you may not need to get a new one. You may not need to get one in a year, maybe 18 months or whatever, but you have that flexibility if you do it with an unsubsidized. Now, in other parts of Europe, have you researched what their pricing models are in terms of subsidized, unsubsidized, or none of the above? No, I haven't looked too closely. One thing I do know, though, is that in England, I have a friend in the UK who was explaining to me that they do a lot of prepay uh, phones where you buy a card to charge your phone rather than using an actual contract where you have X minutes per month. That's sort of like we have here with the customers who either want that kind of flexibility or they can't qualify because their credit doesn't make it for a postpay plan. No, it's not that. It just seems that that's there why are... it's done here. One reason why the major wireless providers give you that alternative yeah, is in, in... if you don't pass their credit account because they expect when you agree to a two-year contract that you have minimal credit, a basic level of credit to ensure that you're going to pay the bill back. You're going to keep up your service payments over that 24-month period. If you don't pass muster, and it's a very low threshold, by the way, if you don't pass muster, then you can have a prepaid plan, which is you pay up front every month and you buy whatever phone you want at the full price. Yeah, in, in the UK, it's different. And I think it's, first of all, there are a lot of companies that offer prepaid plans. And I think it's just that the way people work, you know, the, the UK is this place where I remember staying in like bed and breakfast where you would have to put coins into a, a heater or something. You'd have to put coins into a thing to get hot water for a shower and things. So they seem to have this sort of this idea of metered consumption seems to be something common. But apparently it's relatively common that, that people would rather do that than commit to a contract where they may not use all of their minutes um, and they don't necessarily roll over and all that sort of stuff. Okay, everyone has a different mindset. But in the end, free, although it's not free, is giving you pretty good service. It's pretty good service. I've had a couple of um, periods when my internet connection was down. One thing I didn't mention is included in the cost of this iPhone plan is tethering, um, which one friend of mine said is like 25 bucks a month in the States. So that's already the cost of my con my monthly fee. Um, and so a couple of times when the internet was down, I just hooked up, you know, I just tethered my computer to my iPhone. It's not worth it for me. But usually my internet is not down at all. My internet usually has 99.99% reliability. It's maybe once every year or year and a half that something goes down. It's pretty much the same for me. Um, there have been days, the, the, the place I was living before I moved in January um, was a smaller town. And there was one day when they were doing some work on the road about 20 miles down and they cut through the fiber cable. And that actually took three days to fix. Um, Frankly, uh, watch out for those fiber days. cables. You're in deep trouble. Is it that hard to splice it back? I'm not sure. That's a good question. I'm not sure what's involved. I think, it's a matter, I think it's a matter of not just splicing it back or digging up the ground or whatever. It's finding exactly where it is. And then you have to make no, arrangements, they, I guess, they, they were... with the local community to be able to bring people from the town or the city to dig into the street? No, in this case, they knew it was someone who, who cut it with a backhoe. They were doing work by the side of the road, and they cut through it with a backhoe, so they knew where it was. So that wasn't a problem. But it still took three days. Maybe they needed to get a technician from another city. I don't know. But this, it's uncommon. It's not, you know, 
you get that, as you say, once every year, every year and a half, you get a, a, a period for, you know, half a day or whatever. Um, and when that happens, unless there's something really urgent, I just, you know, as I said earlier, make a cup of tea, read a book, take a deep breath. Ah, don't tether your life to the Internet because it's doomed to betray you anytime. Well, you know, this is how I earn my living, so it is kind of important. But, you know, there are just points when you have to realize that things can go wrong. Yes, like my phone service is still down as we speak, but there you go. <laughs> at least I have my mobile phone. Well, at least you have electricity. Shh. <laughs> no, but think about it. Electricity, water, um, heating or air conditioning, depending on what season it is. Um, you know, all those things, they're much more important than your internet connection. Exactly. Running water, the electricity, especially in Arizona in the spring and summer. Yeah, imagine imagine in the summer your electricity dies. I mean, I don't know if that's happened to you, but it's 100 degrees out and you kind of... Yeah, we don't have power here. It's happened a couple of times. You know, the power goes out. In fact, one time I actually paid my bill on time, which is maybe a rarity as some people might yeah. suggest. Paid my electric bill on time. The next day it goes down because something happened in a billing system they didn't record it and i had to wait four hours to get the service back up even though it was their fault even though i called minutes after the turnoff guy came so that's they, a, see that's something that would never happen here i mean they just wouldn't you you don't get shut off without like three registered letters warning you so here it can almost be done without warning in theory they send you a letter and they even, if you have registration on their site, they send you a notice from email. Right. But if you don't get it, that's not an excuse. They don't care. Let's uh, go to some place where they do care, okay? Okay. The, the story just the other day, Apple continues to send out these developer previews of Mountain Lion. There was an update to preview three this week with maybe a new feature in the notification manager. But the key is here... The larger discussion is when we look at Apple's next version of OS X, we look at the iOSification. Boy, that's a word. Doesn't that sound the, weird? The iOSification. I have that on my on my left knee, and the doctor says it's contagious. Ah, does that sound well, good? Okay. It's, what it's it means here is that it's suppose, a good thing that I have protection on my headset. Oh no! You know I'm sending these vibrations through psychically. But seriously, folks, what's happening here, of course, is that iOS features are showing up in OS X, formerly Mac OS X. And the question raised in some quarters, does Apple have a long-range plan of convergence? Now, Tim Cook says, well, it would be like merging or combining a refrigerator with an oven. Toaster. Well, Microsoft says it's a toaster oven because it has the functions of an oven and a toaster. That's what they consider Windows 8. Right. But the question is here, how far do you think Apple is going to go with merging features of these two operating systems? Understand, under the hood, they're it's basically the same, the same OS, OS anyway. Um, I, I, think, I think there's something that – I think you need to consider several things. First of all, um, Apple is learning from the way people use iOS – they're learning in part from certain features that are very popular on iOS, Notification Center, for example, and they're realizing that this makes sense on a desktop OS. Um, another thing is they're making things more coherent. In some ways, 
these are totally different groups of developers who created iOS and Mac OS X. And I kind of find it surprising that what's called contacts on iOS is address book on OS X, that they didn't choose the same name. Now, they obviously didn't choose address book because it's longer and it goes on two lines, at least that's what I would think. Um, and so they're going to make that coherent. Uh, I think that one of the things that Apple's trying to do is make Mac OS X such that if you use iOS, you'll be more familiar with Mac OS X because remember, there are what? Five times as many people using iOS as Mac OS X? Ten, ten times? I don't know what the number is. I'll give you those numbers in a moment. We have Kirk McElhern joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. In an emergency situation, would you drink contaminated water? You could if you had the amazing Life Straw from MyPatriotSupply.com. Life Straw is the most advanced personal water filter available today. It filters contaminated water from almost any source. Life Straw is lightweight and compact, perfect for hiking, camping, or in an emergency like a flood. Life Straw is easy to clean, comes with a one year warranty, and has been used worldwide since 2005. Get the amazing Life Straw personal water filter at mypatriotsupply.com. Plus, check out Survival Seed Vault, 20 seed varieties for only $37.95, Tatler Canning Lids, long term storable foods as low as $69. And much more at mypatriotsupply.com. Enjoy stress free shipping on all orders over $49. Call 866 229 0927 or visit mypatriotsupply.com. That's 866 229 0927. Mypatriotsupply.com for emergency preparedness, self reliance, and food independence. Four, five, six, even seven dollars a gallon? According to fuel industry insiders and economic experts, those are the forecasted fuel prices with no end in sight. Fight back fuel prices with a fuel saver from airfusionsystems.com. These fuel savers can save you from 20 to 40%. They're designed to fit any vehicle from compacts to SUVs to transport trucks. The fuel saver works on all gas, diesel, even propane engines. Easy do-it-yourself installation in about 15 minutes. And the best part? No engine modifications, no computer chipping, no running wires, no chemicals, no water, no running costs, and no maintenance. And these fuel savers come complete with all parts and accessories. See how it works at airfusionsystems.com, spelled A-I-R-F-U-S-I-O-N, systems.com. Or call 888-887-9981. 
888-887-9981. Fuel savers from airfusionsystems.com. Save fuel, save money, save earth. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. know what's going to happen next well here's the tech night owl live with gene steinberg with kirk mcelher on the tech night owl live let me give you the numbers apple says what 350 million ios users out there but estimates are that the number of mac users around the world is 70 million. So that is five five. times as many. Yeah, five times as many. So the theory then being that Apple looks at people who are coming to the Mac and new customers have probably already used other Apple products. They're used to the iOS, the use of the iPhone or the iPad. So they come to the Mac, and the easier the migration path is... There's the FCC coming after us. The easier the migration path is the better it is as far as keeping that user. Well, imagine you're a Windows user and you go to an Apple store to buy an iPhone and you stop in front of an iMac to look at it. If you already know how to use the iPhone, if it's not your first iPhone, and you look at OS ten today, you might be a little lost, but tomorrow you might be less lost and you might think, well, hey, I already know how to use a lot of this stuff. Maybe I'll buy a Mac next time. Um, I really think Apple's goal here is to increase Mac sales because when you look at it, Mac sales are a very, very small share of Apple's overall revenue these days. Was it 77% in the last quarterly earnings that came from iOS? Something like that. It's like 13% for the Mac. So the Mac's a very small part of Apple's business, but it's the kind of business that's highly profitable. So it's exactly. not as if there's Apple's going to give it there's up. There's more profit on a, on a Mac than there is on an iPhone. Um, and there's more long-term sort of lock-in if someone buys a Mac, that they're more likely to keep buying other Apple products as well. Now, I, I think that one of Apple's goals is to now start leveraging the popularity of iOS and sell Macs because of that. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if when Mountain Lion comes out, they even do TV commercials showing the, the similarities between the two. Here's a good idea for a TV commercial. You have two guys standing next to each other. One says, I'm an iPhone, and the other one says, I'm an iMac. Stop. You're both right. No, that's the wrong commercial. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think, I think that we're looking at something here which, on the one hand, is going to be more coherent, um, but on the other hand, is going to simplify. It's going to make less friction to someone who's going from Windows to the Mac and is familiar with Apple products. 
You mean it won't be someone like, for example, Samuel L. Jackson playing with his iPhone? I thought that commercial was kind of stupid. You did? Yeah. How about Zooey Deschanel? The same thing. I thought those commercials were kind of dumb, that they don't really tell you much about the device. They tell you about what one program can do, which admittedly is cool when it works since it basically doesn't work for me. I never use it. Um, but I, I just don't think those commercials really uh, – I think an iPhone is more than just Siri. Well, except just about every commercial for the iPhone has been Siri. Well, that's because the iPhone 4S, the only change between the iPhone 4 and the iPhone 4S is essentially Siri. Essentially, yeah. I mean, it's I a think wee bit faster. Changes in the in the processor and the camera and things like that. Cameras better. Had the it's display. a wee bit faster. They both have yeah. retina displays. But I think having worked with an iPhone 4 and a 4S extensively, I get a lot more attention when I play with Siri in public. So I want the attention. I'm a radio broadcaster. I need that attention. Yes, listen yeah, to me. Should you be playing with Siri in public? Well, I did it at a bank where I was just talking to somebody, and they said, I can never get this Siri to work on my iPhone. And I said, let's try it on my iPhone. So I took it out. And, you know, the iPhone, it calls me UFO Man Siri, by the way. It decided that my name is UFO Man. In other words, you told it to tell it to say that. I'll never tell. Okay. <laughs> well, it, it basically never works for me um, because most of the, the, the things that Siri can do don't work in France. Um, if I ask something as simple as what's the temperature, it's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. Is it because it doesn't understand French? No, I speak to it in English, and it, the system language is set in English. That's not the problem. Um, however, it is problematic if I try to call someone that has a French name and I pronounce it in French. I've got to do bogus pronunciation, um, bogus English pronunciation of French names in order to get Siri to understand them. But it's like other things. Bogus? You know, tell me how. Speak bogus um, to me. Well, for instance, um, if I have a friend named Jean-Paul, Jean, J-E-A-N, dash Paul. Um, and if I say Jean-Paul, it doesn't understand. I have to say Jean-Paul. Ew. Yeah. And, you know, it's just weird to have to do that. So, but not only that, it can't find restaurants in France. It can't, you know, give me directions for a bunch of stuff. And it's it's basically so limited outside of the U.S. At least I think it's outside of the U.S. I don't know if it's sp specific to France, but I think in other countries there are probably similar limits um, that it, I just forget that it's even on the phone. So you don't use it very much? I never use it until I think I see a commercial or an ad on the back of the New Yorker um, for Siri stuff, and I say, okay, let me try something. Siri, what's the temperature? I'm sorry. I can't understand that. <sighs> I mean, I can get pi to 100 digits. That works. But Only you know, 100 digits? Boy, well, it's if I stupid. Ask, if I ask for 1,000, I'm sure it'll get 1,000 as well. Um, but if I ask for the weather or directions or to find a restaurant, forget it. It's hopeless. Excuse me. Siri, can you give me a list of the best restaurants in France? We're going to test this. Sorry, you FO man. I can't look for restaurants in France. See? There you go. Now, yep. what is this? A plot. It's a secret plot, ladies and gentlemen. Siri does not like France. No, we, I think we should have demonstrations. You know, well, yeah. What's going to happen now is any Apple dealer in France, people will go and demonstrate saying that we want Siri to respect our country. Look what I've started. 
I'm surprised someone hasn't sued them already for you know not providing the same services here that they are providing in other countries. But I, I don't actually see many TV commercials. But uh, they're obviously not going to be mentioning restaurants and TV commercials here. They're going to talk about you know appointments and call people and stuff like that. You know the easy stuff. But anything that's a little more complicated, um, like the whole Samuel Jackson or Zooey Deschanel commercials, we'll never you'll never see something like that here. Well, we should also look at the fact that we're really focusing here on Apple's decision to make it easy for people who use iOS to go to the Mac, not whether we'll have yeah, Siri no, on the and, Mac. And, and, that, and, and that we, we have to look question. in contrast what Microsoft is doing, and Microsoft wants you to believe that they want the same operating system basically on both the portable or mobile device and on the traditional computer. Yeah, it's a different logic, but the, but the, what you said also begs the question of whether we're going to see Siri on the Mac. I could certainly see it being logical on a desktop Mac, on a laptop a little bit less because when you're outside and you're talking to your computer, people might you know take you to a funny farm. You um, know what? I think we're past that. That chip is sailed. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you see people with their little earphones and they're talking on their phone in the street? True. But so what's the difference anymore? When, when you're talking to a computer, there's that distance thing, and you're going to be talking a little bit louder, I think. Uh, imagine what it's like in an office if you have 10 people in an open plan office, and they're all talking to their computer. I mean, this is one reason that voice recognition requires noise-canceling headsets, because if you're in a standard office environment, you're going to have a lot of noise around. So if everyone's you know, yelling at Siri in, in an office, uh, or imagine, for instance, that you're sitting in a cubicle next to someone else, and they say something to Siri, and your computer picks it up. Siri has very good hearing. Well, depending on where the microphone is, yeah, it could happen. Now, maybe there's going to be some sort of a voice print thing or, you know, maybe you have to say a special word. Remember the um, the speakable items that you have to say computer first or whatever? Um, so maybe you'll have to have some sort of a code that you'll give to your computer. But it's 37943, give me the weather in Chicago this week. I'm not asking it that. I'm just giving you an example. Ah, right. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, I could see that on the Mac. And, and in some ways on the Mac, it almost makes more sense when you're working rather than typing Amazon, you know, uh, openamazon.com and Safari, uh, make a new me- email to Gene Steinberg, um, open iCal, you know, all that sort of stuff, which again, we saw back in – Mac OS 7.6 with speakable items were introduced. But you know what's interesting here? We see that kind of computer on Star Trek. You talk to the computer. But you have to remember, Star Trek, the crew of the Enterprise has, what, 400 or 500 people. Imagine if they were all talking to the ship's computer at the same time because they're not all separate in separate compartments. They might be working in the engineering station. You have four or five of them. That's one of the shortcomings of the logic of Star Trek. Yeah. One of the many. Well, we don't have a warp drive yet. I'm really hoping for warp drive. I'm a fan of warp drive. I know that effort in Europe where they supposedly exceeded the speed of light by a hair, well, they cut that hair, so it didn't work. We're still hoping for warp drive. But before we even attempt warp drive on the show, we have Kirk McElhern, who's not going to beam up to come here, on the Tech Night Owl Live. (laughs) 
America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Beam me up, Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) No can do. Well, you can't do the accent. No. Do you realize it's interesting? The guy who played Scotty... In the new Star Trek movies, in the movie Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, he plays the computer nerd. Same guy. Simon Pegg. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. That's Scotty. I, I, just, I, just, I just saw that movie last night. I just rented that from the iTunes store last night, the Mission Impossible. But I'm... Was you know, Tom I'm, Cruise really standing on the side of that building in the United Arab Emirates? That's, come on. That, that's CGI, obviously. Yes. Uh, they want but, you to think he did. But I can't think he's that nuts. I mean, he does a lot of stunts, obviously. He does. And, you know, they can, they can do that with wires and they can, you know, erase the wires after they shoot. But that's obviously CGI. That can't be real. You're not it's spending just, $200 million on a movie with a major movie star. I mean, you have to think about the insurance companies. That's exactly what I was going to say. How much would it cost to insure him if he was really doing that 100 floors up on that building? You know, no, no way that that was real. But there's a story from, what is it, Clint Eastwood. He was suggesting that someone he talked to was skeptical over the fact that in one of his movies he was standing on a mountain or something, shot from the side of the mountain. And they said, it must be CGI. And Eastwood said the reason he did that is because he wanted to have a single shot from a distance from a plane or his helicopter showing him on that mountain. And the only way for him to do it was to be there in person. And yeah. people didn't believe it. Yeah. Because they're so used to not believing. I mean, they're so used to, you know, I, I've always considered that it's, it's a shame that you get all these, you know, extra features on DVDs showing how movies are made. I think it's taken away a lot of the wonder at movie, uh, of movie making, of animation, CGI, and all that sort of stuff. You know what? I don't think about it. I think you have to focus on the finished product. I mean, you know Thor's giant hammer is not magic. You know that Robert Downey Jr. is not putting on that Iron Man uniform and flying. But who cares? In fact, we're jealous here because you people in Europe got to see the Avengers ahead of America. When this show is being broadcast, the Avengers, I guess the hot ticket in terms of movies this year, is going to premiere in the United States. But you folks in Europe have already seen it. 
I didn't even notice it. I don't really pay attention to movies like that. Uh, I, I catch some of them by rental, but that's certainly not something that... It's not my real style of movies, all these sort of comic book movies. Uh, what you are missing, my friend, but that's another story. Let's go back to the operating systems, the comic book operating systems. The comic book operating system, infinite paper called Metro from Microsoft. So, you know, it's always do Apple one better, but not always in a logical way. So Apple is merging logical portions of the iOS and OS X. So Microsoft says, why just part? Let's have everything, not whether it's usable or not. We got a mobile operating system called Metro Windows Phone with a Metro interface. Let's bring that to the desktop. That's got to be perfect. What a perfect solution. It looks like artwork from the 1980s or 1990s, stick figure artwork. What's all that about? You know, it's funny you mention that because I just started reading today um, a book by a guy named Ken Siegel who used to work for ad agencies that worked with Apple. It's called Insanely Simple, The Obsession That Drives Apple's Success. And he basically points out um, through his experience with Apple and meetings with Steve Jobs and all that, um, he points out how Apple has mastered simplicity and compares it to things like Microsoft and the fact that um, Microsoft, Intel, Dell, these big companies, they all build things by committee and everyone wants their pet feature included, whereas Apple was – you know, basically one guy, the CEO, who was the final decision maker, um, who was looking at what you could get rid of rather than what you could include. Well, that's also a statement that came from Phil Schiller, the worldwide product marketing vice president over at Apple. He said, it's not just what features to include, but to know what features to take out. Yeah, one one thing in this book is apparently, this was in 1998, um, just before OS Mac OS 9 came out, Steve Jobs had actually considered an advertising-supported version of the OS, which would be free instead of, at the time, it was, what, 129 bucks or something back then. Now, it's a good thing he didn't do that because that goes against all of the, the concept of simplicity that you know about um, in Apple products and Apple operating systems. Um, but I, I think Apple has certainly considered a number of things before throwing them out and getting rid of them and saying, you know, superfluous. But that's the point. The point is that you consider the possibilities, but you don't just do something because maybe it looks good on paper or somebody in the accounting office says, you know, this is a really good way to make some money. It is taking a thousand ideas and finding one idea that works and discarding 999 of them. And Apple so far has been good at that. Whereas other companies haven't been good, and I think Microsoft is an example. It's like, you know, Apple has a certain number of gestures for the OS X and for the iOS. What does Microsoft do? Well, if they got 20 gestures, we'll have 40. Yeah. So, you know, maybe Microsoft should also sell a DVD with wrist exercises so you learn how to contort your fingers to do all those gestures. Who knows why they would need it? One one very telling example in this book is – Apple introduced the iPod and the iTunes Store and all this, and Microsoft introduces the Zune and the Zune Store or Zune Market or whatever it was called. Apple's selling songs for 99 cents. Microsoft, rather than choosing the simple way and sell songs for 99 cents, 
made people buy Microsoft points that were worth 80 to the dollar. So you'd have to calculate. You'd never really know how much money you were spending. In other words, they put a layer of friction between the purchaser and the purchase. Instead of letting you see how much you're spending, you had to think how much you were spending. And It's I can't kind of almost what- like you go to a casino and you get poker chips. And the poker chips, you have to think this poker chip is worth $5. This is worth a dollar. I know what a dollar looks like. And it kind of blurs the distinction. Maybe they felt they'd get more business that way. But in the end, people said, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what kind of a dimwit would think that it makes more sense to create something at a different exchange rate than to use what people know. A poker chip is different. It's a buck, five bucks, ten bucks. It's prices you know, and it's only used so there's not cash. And it's probably used initially to prevent people from you know, stealing money. Um, it's probably that simple and and also a better way for them to organize their their inflow and outflow but the microsoft's concept you know 80 points to a dollar it just begs the question of how what sort of intelligence do they have in a company that size? I mean, did this get through all the levels of management and focus groups? And I mean, apparently it did. Um, was it something that, you know, Steve Ballmer thought was the greatest thing ever and no one wanted to tell him he was too stupid? I just, it stuns me to see things like that. And you see them every once in a while. You see companies and products that are sold in ways that are just so totally ridiculous. Um, what, what was it, the latest BlackBerry or a certain model of the BlackBerry that couldn't send email or something? They're supposedly fixing that, but I think some idiot decided over at Research in Motion, hey, folks, here's what we can do. If we require that you buy a BlackBerry smartphone to send email from your playbook, they'll buy both. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Right. Yeah, and no no one said to them in a meeting, yeah, but what if they buy neither? Don't talk that way. Well, you know, it's also maybe a lot of times you get executives who have a staff and because of the staff and the way they work they're afraid to disagree with them now steve jobs encouraged people to argue with him you know steve jobs wanted people to say that's stupid and then prove your case because he'd listen to you if you said no steve that's dumb and you explain to him why it's dumb you know what in the end you'll convince him but if you're afraid to say that's dumb and you say yes it's wonderful and he thinks you're just trying to do that to pacify him He'd fire you anyway. Kirk McElhern, we're not going to fire you, but tell our listeners where they can find more of the things you do. Uh, well, Macworld.com, where, as you mentioned earlier, I'm the iTunes guy, and I have a new Ask the iTunes Guy column this week. Um, Mac OS 10 Hints, where I am the editor. And McElhern.com, my personal website, where I just write whatever I feel like writing. And this show, I say whatever I feel like saying without the seven dirty words, Okay. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, 
The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Hi, this is Peter Kronstrommel from Midas Resources. As you know, federal government spending is at an all-time high, and inflation will be a direct result of the spending policy. European government and central bank spending policies have put the European Union on the brink of collapse. What are you doing right now to protect yourself financially? Are your assets working for you or against you? One thing is certain. Having physical possession of gold and silver will guarantee that no matter what happens to our economy or the dollar, your investment will never be worthless. And it will protect you from that hidden tax, inflation. If you've been thinking about investing in physical possession of precious metals or having an IRA in precious metals, I can help. Call me today, Peter Kronschnabel, at 800-686-2237, extension 108. And I'll take the time to personally put together a portfolio designed to protect what you've worked so hard for. Call 800-686-2237, extension 108. You've worked hard your whole life, and I want to work hard for you. Call Peter at 800-686-2237, extension 108. Did you know that gold and silver contain healing properties? It's true. Since the beginning of mankind's history, gold and silver have not only been used as real money, but also for healing our minds and bodies. UtopiaSilver.com is your leading source for colloidal silver and colloidal gold, offering supplement protocols that can heal and enhance your health. Protocols for boosting the immune system, insomnia, yeast infections, herpes, and countering the effects of vaccinations and radiation poisoning. And now Utopia. UtopiaSilver.com encourages the use of real money with this buy one, get one free real money special. For details on your colloidal silver and colloidal gold supplements, call 888-213-4338 and ask about 50% off for first-time customers. That's 888-213-4338 or visit UtopiaSilver.com, UtopiaSilver.com, fighting for liberty and healing one American at a time. Would it save you time to get the best quality water filters and the best quality storable foods from one company? You bet it would, and now you can at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Big Berkey water filter products and great-tasting, long-lasting, storable, wise foods are both now available on one website, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Wise foods, ready-to-eat meals, are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches and come with a 25-year shelf life. Big Berkey water filters are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. Combine Berkey water filters with wise foods for an unbeatable preparedness combination. Get free shipping on every order over $50. And GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit Big B-E-R-K-E-Y waterfilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Or go to BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We have the one, the only 
Thank heavens, he's the one, the only angry Mac bastard himself, Peter Cohen. Actually, he's not the only one. There are three of them, right? There, yes, indeed. Actually, no, there are four of us. We're like the horsemen of the apocalypse. So this is kind of like, for example, if the three stooges had a fourth stooge. Um, it's more like if the four horsemen of the apocalypse had four horsemen, if you catch my drift. I catch your drift. I'm saying here, well, you know, we talk so much about the three stooges because they brought back a movie. The Farrelly brothers basically filmed a three stooge movie. But of course, the three stooges are long since gone. So yeah, with are, uh, with Sean Hayes from uh, from Will and Grace, and uh, um, one of the guys from uh, what is it, Mad TV or something, right? I guess it was a decent movie if you liked the Three Stooges. I think young kids liked it. People who have a sense of the past might have liked it, but you know, someone like me, I wasn't a big fan of the Three Stooges in my time. I was I was all about Laurel and Hardy back in the day. Now, that's interesting, of course, especially Stan Laurel, because as people probably know or don't know, the brains of that outfit was Stan Laurel. Oliver Hardy was basically an actor who did his stuff, but a lot of the bits were created by Stan Laurel. And a lot of comedians who came after him basically follow a lot of his stuff. It's true. Even Dick Van Dyke, who did a very credible imitation. I mean, Stan, Stan Laurel. Laurel. Stan Laurel came up in the business too. He was the son of a British showman, you know. So, so he had a very long history in the entertainment business. He'd been raised in English music halls, basically. So to him, it was nothing to do that. Right. Exactly. And that's why he was the creative genius, you know, that he was. Because if it's all you know all your life, you become sort of, you know, it. It. it if you've got any confidence for it at all, it's got to just permeate you. Now, with Abbott and Costello, I think it was more of an equal partnership because Abbott and Costello were both vaudeville performers who got into TV and the movies and radio, but they took on a role. So Abbott becomes the con man, you know, a carnival barker. And Costello, he's the kid. In fact, he had to raise his voice to that kid-like kind of voice, hey, Abbott, you know, etc., because they sounded almost the same on radio with their natural voices. So now, ladies and gentlemen, you know the rest of the story, if you care or not. Hey, Abbott. On the other hand, with Martin and Lewis, well, yeah, Dean Martin kind of just hung out. But we right, saw exactly. it. There's always, there's always a straight man and there's always the, the clown. You know, except, it's, it's... except that Dean Martin may have been the straight man with Martin and Lewis, but when he went out on his own after Martin and Lewis broke up, well, he got to be a pretty funny guy, not as outrageous as Jerry Lewis, but still a pretty funny guy. You know, those Dean Martin celebrity roasts certainly give an example of that. Why are we talking about this? Anyway, there's a story out. Apparently a survey of 128 million users of cell phone service in the U.S. And I guess that's a pretty large percentage, you have to think. I mean, we've got, what, more than 200 million people who use cell phones? Anyway, their survey showed that each and every one of us experiences an average of five drop calls a month. Five drop calls a month. <sighs> Can you imagine? You know, I would definitely have to say it's bad for me. I don't know that it's that bad, but it is bad. And part partly just due to the fact that I don't travel 
outside my house that often. So a lot of times when I'm on the cell phone, I'm here in the house and here in the house – I actually bought a 3G microcell from AT&T because coverage is so damn bad in my house that I had to, you know, connect to femtocell basically so I could send and receive cell phone calls using my broadband, my cable broadband as the transmission medium. So the only reason I don't have that problem, in fact, a much worse problem you know, is because I took it upon myself to actually improve the information infrastructure I was using to make that possible. Because, yeah, AT&T's coverage just in general is so goddamn bad everywhere. You can have five bars in places and still be at zero data transmission. And that's just a function of them just not routing packets around their network fast enough. While we're talking here, I have an iPhone 4S. You heard the click as I unlocked it. And I'm going to switch off the Wi-Fi network. And we're going to check what kind of data performance we get from AT&T. We're in an area of Phoenix, Arizona, near Scottsdale. Supposedly, the signal strength is now three bars out of five. Okay, so it's moderate. Let's see, using something called speed test, what kind of performance we get. Okay, let's see. So as we speak, it's checking your server in Phoenix. And it's now checking our download performance with three bars on the AT&T network, sometimes drifting to four bars. In a house, we're getting downloads of about one megabit, which I guess is fair. And uploads are coming in at a little bit more. Uploads are a bit faster. Uploads are 1.75 megabits. As a point of comparison, Gene, my download speed is 35.53 megabits per second on my cable modem line. I'm seeing an upload speed of about 5.22 megabit, megabits per second. So why would I even bother with AT&T's crappy network if I can just jack into my own for maximum performance? Doesn't that make more sense? It does, and we have a Skype connection here, so it's eating out bandwidth. But I'm using Cox in the Phoenix area. Download speed, 60 megabits per second. We're going to check the upload speed. I want to see also, because we are on Skype, exactly how that hurts, how that possibly impacts our network performance so right now it's checking our upload speed with a skype connection our upload speed is coming in at a tad above five megabits which so about the, the way, same yeah it's within the spec 5.36 megabits download speed is what is 60 60 nice so you got a fatter download pipe than i do you lucky dog right i've got fios speed Ah, you see, I'm on cable modem, so... Yeah, I'm using cable modem, too, understand. I'm using what they call a DOCSIS 3 cable modem, and what I'm getting is a little bit faster than advertised. Same here, so... DOCSIS 3, by the way, it's kind of like a band-splitting technique of sending out the signal through multiple bands, and thus they get higher speed. And that's not the potential. They can do 100 megabits. And if you're on Comcast, if you go for one of their premium tier service packages with the faster internet speed, you'll get a DOCSIS 3 modem as a result of that. I've been using one since last September on Comcast's network, and it's worked out very well in terms of overall internet connectivity. It's worked out really well. So I've been very pleased with it as well, even though I'm not seeing the same download speeds that you are. Well, the other issue, of course, is that most of the ISPs have a bandwidth cap. This is an issue we talk about in connection with having streaming TV like Netflix and more stuff coming from iTunes and whether Apple will have a subscription service if and when. 
Yeah, I mean, ban- sure. you know, I, I get 200 gigs a month, you know, from Comcast. And if I go over that, I get a slap on the wrist. And if you continue to go over that, the slap on the wrist means a cutting of the cord. We get 400. You've got a fatter pipe, but you've also got, you know, a cap that's, I guess, proportionally more than mine, but not... Not extraordinary, given the amount of bandwidth you actually have. You can get you can get yourself in trouble with that if you are a voracious consumer of online content. Okay, with Peter Cohen, I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Mother's Day is next week, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing deal. One dozen assorted roses plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 7777. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Flower prices will skyrocket next week. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date, and it's guaranteed. That's one dozen stunning assorted roses absolutely bursting with color sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 plus a free glass face with every order. Remember, flower prices can double, even triple next week. And this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com, click on the radio microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 7777. 37 things to hoard. Do you have the 37 crucial food items you can't survive without? When the next disaster hits and the mobs go crazy grabbing food off the shelves, you and your family may be without food or waiting in long food lines. Prepare now at 123survivalplan.com. Easy as 123 to remember. 123survivalplan.com. Many people don't have these 37 food items. Learn what you need to hoard now at 123survivalplan.com. Watch the video we've set up for Patriots only at 123 survivalplan.com get inside information on the 37 food items that will sell out first when the next disaster strikes this video contains crucial information you and your family need to prepare for any natural or man-made disaster in the last six months over one million other smart patriots have already seen this video prepare now go to 123survivalplan.com and learn which 37 food items you should hoard easy to remember 123survivalplan.com again that's 123survivalplan.com 
Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all-natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl. Live with Gene Steinberg. With Peter Cohen, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Well, if I were to download two movies a day or just stream two movies a day in high definition from iTunes, you know, I'd start using that bandwidth up pretty quick. You would end up using that bandwidth very fast. Or if you were downloading large files, you know, disk images and uh, other things that you might need, software for your machine, uh, content from iTunes, you know, all that stuff adds up. And the thing that frustrates me the most, Gene, is when you're downloading content from iTunes, if you're a legal user of content on iTunes, you can easily um, use up five times the bandwidth that you would otherwise use. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, because the way that for, – for our listeners who may not be familiar with this, the way that it works is if you've got an iTunes account where home sharing is enabled – you're, you've got home sharing turned on on your iTunes, and iTunes on your computer will uh, will let you share content that you download through your iTunes account on up to five other machines authorized in the house. And for families that are all using Macs, this is great. Or PCs, you know, PCs with iTunes work just as well. So that means that you know uh, that 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 mom, dad, and the kids can share movies music apps they've downloaded now music obviously isn't drm equipped anymore in a way that would prevent you from moving music around but apps still are and movies certainly still are as well but in order to legally comply with apple's app restrictions for example you uh, would need to download the same file five times on each machine so instead of coming into one machine and getting distributed to the other through some sort of peer sharing network on the Wi-Fi at home, you've got a situation where each computer is going out to the internet and downloading it from the Apple mothership. In other words, basically here, it's like a zigzag routine here, okay? So even though you're five feet away from the other computer that's legally entitled to use that app, it's not that you're just copying over, which you could, I guess, theoretically, you can just copy the thing over, but... The way they work, it is not to retrieve it from your local network, but to go back to the cloud. And that counts against your bandwidth cap. Now, yeah, if an application is, you know, a few hundred megabytes, it doesn't seem like a lot. But suddenly, through the month, you're streaming movies. Let's say that movies. application gets updated three times in a month. Right. Then the it's a couple hundred megabytes updated. each time. The app is getting updated. 
You're streaming movies from iTunes on your Apple TV. You're sharing content on your Wi-Fi network locally, which is using up bandwidth. Now, I'm not saying, uh, but believe me, I'm not saying that Apple is doing anything wrong here. I don't want our listeners to misconstrue the, the point that I'm trying to make or that, that, that we're put upon because of Apple, you know, because of Apple doing something wrong. It's just the way that the system has evolved. And the problem right now that we have as consumers, the thing that we need to be aware of the most is about that bandwidth cap because that bandwidth cap can get you in trouble with your ISP, whether you're going through Cox, Comcast or someone else. If you exceed that bandwidth cap too often, they will cut you off. And they won't just cut you off until you call them and say, hey, what happened? Oh, okay, we're going to turn the switch back on again. They'll cut you off for up to a year. These are the people that control your connection to the rest of the world, folks. And it's not as if you can just get another ISP because in many parts of the country, there is no other ISP except maybe the wireless carrier – and the wireless carrier, if you think 200 gigabytes is <laughs> barely enough, think about getting two or four from your wireless carrier. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's something that you, that you have to be aware of as consumers and something that you really have to advocate for with the companies that you work with as well. And you can say, really, that the... ISPs are not going to feel warm and fuzzy about giving you more bandwidth if they're losing business, if you're cutting the cable cord and you're using Netflix, Hulu, or you're using iTunes. They're not going to feel so warm and fuzzy if you're using up all your bandwidth and you want more because they're losing another caliber, another segment of their business. So how is that going to be resolved? I mean, the thing I worry about here, is that a lot of the people who are writing about this will talk about, will Apple have a streaming service? You know, will they buy Hulu? What's Netflix going to do? Add programming, whatever. And then you have to say, well, now we add it all up. Why aren't they mentioning the ISPs and the bandwidth cap problem? I don't see it being discussed. You're discussing it now. I discuss it here and on my site, technightowl.com, but there aren't too many people who talk about this issue. Why is it unmentioned? Well, I think that there's a lot of money, you know, behind that decision. I think there's, not to sound like a corporate conspiracist, but I think there's a corporate conspiracy to to keep that information (laughs) out of the public purview. Maybe they think it's too geeky, but that's not an issue. You no, no, think, they don't. Of course, it's, the it's, New York it's Times. It's not a PR problem. It's not a PR problem. No, I mean, you have to think the New York Times. Geeky. The New York Times ought to be making an issue of it. The Wall Street Journal, even though it's owned by Fox, the same people own Fox News Corporation. You have to think the major newspapers that are respected around the country, the Washington Post. You know, they have pretty credible tech writers over there. Oh, you do know, they really? Do they really? Well, I'm thinking, you know, David Pogue's a good guy. Walt Mossberg, I think he gets a little wishy-washy these days, but, you know, they consider him credible. Well, you know, what was it that they used to say about, um, you know, don't believe everything that you read? I mean, I think everybody, everybody in, you know, who's reading content, wherever they find it, needs to really... 
you know, look at it with a jaundiced eye. Because, yeah, you may have little beacons of light hither and yon. But overall, when it comes to actual critical, credible news coverage of what's going on out there, you, you see the, these, these top-line publications like The Times and, 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 uh, and others resorting to almost um, yellow journal tech bloggy techniques to try to build up page views. Can, well, can anybody really look at the way that the New York Times handled Apple's relationship with Foxconn in any kind of objective manner whatsoever? Yeah, obviously. Obviously, they got headlines, and it wasn't a complete story. And then look at the story of the Times ran about Apple, how Apple avoids paying corporate income tax. And I'm thinking, well, Apple did pay corporate income tax, but GE didn't. News Corp paid very little. Why aren't we talking about them? Oh, that's right. Those are media companies. So read the, read the, the writing on the wall, people. See what's going on out there. Approach everything with a critical eye. And look for the stories they won't publish. You know? Look for the stories they won't publish. Yeah, and this is the tricky thing. I mean, you know, in art, it's all about negative space. In design, it's all about – not really art so much, but in design especially, it's all about negative space, right? Use of negative space. You know, you got to take a look at that negative space in the information vacuum. You know, or you've got to see where the information vacuum is, really, is what I'm trying to say. And recognize it for what it is. Or maybe we need a vacuum cleaner to start out all over again. A big Hoover. <laughs> big Hoover? An Auric would be fine, you know. An Auric. It's very light. Nice. You know, Auric vacuum cleaner is very light. Yeah, they are. They are. You should, you should definitely bring them in as sponsors. I'll have to call Dave Warwick and see. The guy's, what, 85 years old, still going strong? Wish Dang. I could do that at 85. We've got Peter Cohen. He's one of a quartet of people who formed this great combo called the Angry Mac Bastards. They're not the Three Stooges, folks. I'll be back on the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack Attack. of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack Attack. of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. 
How's your pH today? Are you acidic? How alkaline is your blood and body? What is the pH of the water you drink? We are AlkaVision, and we have the answers. Drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining vibrant health and high energy because bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline, high-pH environment. If your drinking water isn't at a pH level of 8 or higher, boost it with AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Our unique formula will alkalize your water, ridding your body of harmful toxins and acid, and help regain energy and health. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise the pH of your body to optimal levels. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. Spelled A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 800-518-7615. 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. You may snicker when you hear this message, but you won't laugh after you experience the best-kept health secret ever, camel milk. Camel milk is loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk. Camel milk has antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-tumor properties, is rich in B vitamins, and camel milk is three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk and ten times higher in iron. And camel milk contains 52 units of insulin-like proteins per liter, effectively lowering blood sugar levels. Many of our members testified that drinking camel milk reversed diabetes and greatly improved autism. Camel milk is easily digested by those who are lactose and beta casein intolerant and comes fresh or frozen from your trusted local family farm shipped on dry ice to preserve freshness. Go to CamelMilkForSale.com now and look under Products and Pricing for this spring special with free bonus pints. That's CamelMilkForSale.com, CamelMilkForSale.com. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. The Four Musketeers. The Four Musketeers. That's good. The Four How's Musketeers. That for the Angry Mac Bastard. I like show. that. I like that. The Four Musketeers. Absolutely. So the Four Musketeers, myself, uh, John C. Welch, uh, Darby Lyons. And Kelly Guimont, absolutely, you know, love working with them. They're a lot of fun. And uh, we cover great stuff every week. They do, but the language can be a little bit... Ah, yes, yes. We do, we do work blue folks. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the old term, um, the old showbiz term, that means that, that we use uh, 
a lot of uh, foul language and uh, filthy descriptors. So basically if, if, here, if you remember George Carlin used to do skits about the seven dirty words. They have those seven plus the other 293 that George Carlin once mentioned completely uninterrupted on a home box office special. <laughs> uh, one of the great moments in stand-up comedy, folks. Wonderful. Why not? Anyway, uh, yeah. I anyway. don't know why we're talking about George Carlin, except, you know, some of the times you think some of the tech journalism you see out there is a joke. Like, let's look at the story about Mac viruses for a moment here. Oh, oh, God, Gene. Uh, you want to give me a stroke? Is that it? Yes. You know, this will be, by the way, the first stroke on the air on a tech radio show. The first time you'll see a real stroke. So Sophos makes antivirus software, and they make antivirus software for the Mac, and it's free to download and use, and if you want to do that, that's fine. But they wanted to figure out a, a way to get a bunch of people to download it really quickly to help build up their numbers. So they came out with a blog story that said, one in 20 Macs is infected with malware. Well, no, they aren't. They aren't. The number is much, much lower than that. It's not zero, as some people might think. So maybe using antivirus software of some kind, whether it's Sophos or something else, is a good idea. Yeah, but, but you know, you have one to in, think one here. One in five, 20%, 20%. No, it was not 20%. Not even close. I want to emphasize that. Not even close. You see, 20%. the buzzword here is that what they're assuming here is that a lot of Macs have junk email, which is email that you haven't opened, you haven't looked at, but it's infected with a virus. I ran into this, too. I ran a virus scan with Virus Barrier from Intego. And it came up with 22 infected files. What were the infected files? They were all in my emails junk folder. So I said, okay, so it's not hurting me. I'm not opening the file. It's probably a Windows virus, which it was. It's not hurting a Windows user unless I forwarded those messages to a Windows user. If I forwarded those messages to a Windows user, yeah. But otherwise, no. But when you look at Flashback, for example, Flashback is blamed on Apple because Apple supposedly didn't release an update fast enough to fix it. That supposedly Oracle, which controls Java, released a patch several months before Apple got their version. But we have to point out, the problem was not with Mac OS X. It was with Java, which is a product of Oracle. Yeah. It wasn't Apple's fault. Now, should Apple have released the update faster? I don't know what the problem was. You see, people who write this stuff don't think at all about the obstacles of just releasing patches for an operating system. You know, first you get the code from, say, Oracle. Then you test it, make sure it works. Then you start to check it against the problem that you're having, which would be this flashback virus, to see if the fix closes that vulnerability. Then you've got to make sure the installer does not create other problems on the Mac. And that may not take a few days. It may take a few weeks to do. It's not something you do overnight. I was waiting for you to say something. No, I'm sorry. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm listening to you talk about this, and and I just think it's disappointing that a company like Sophos um, sort of stoops itself to, you know, try to scare Mac users into um, downloading their software when they could be taking a much more, you know, proactive approach towards this. 
What then would be the proactive approach? Well, look, Apple's demonstrated time and again that, you know, it lacks in the security area. But when it comes to updating the operating system or updating applications, you know, first party applications that it's made with security patches, you know, maybe it, maybe. You know, Sophos didn't need to try to scare users into downloading it. Maybe they can just try to work more proactively with Apple to try to head off malware issues at the pass. Well, I understand when it comes to things like Java, Oracle now has full responsibility. They recently released... Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so Apple can be talked into outsourcing this stuff when it makes sense. And the other question here is that if there is a problem... With, say, for example, Flash, which is Adobe's product, Apple doesn't bundle Flash with the Mac anymore. If there is a vulnerability that can cause malware because of running a Flash app, whose fault is it? It's Adobe's. Whose fault is it to submit the patch to Mac users, Windows users, etc.? It's Adobe's fault. Exactly. So... It's an important issue. Every vendor has to take it very seriously, you know, whatever. But back to the the actual underscoring topic at hand, don't panic. Don't panic if you're not using antivirus software right now and you're using a Mac because chances are it's not going to affect you. Chances are it's stuff that your email client, you know, your mail app um, or, you know, the email server that you're connecting to is filtering out and taking care of. For the most part, if you work in a you know computing environment where PCs are working alongside Macs, maybe there's more of an issue for you. I think but in for those of us out the wastelands, in offices specifically, I think it's part of the routine, isn't it, for offices, larger companies, to insist that Mac users run some kind of antivirus software. You know, I, I think that companies that are worth their salt when it comes to IT practices do, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a universal thing, but, but companies that are doing what they're supposed to be doing regulatorily, you know, certainly should be. Well, let's take a look, for example, at the problem with Flashback. Now, with Flashback, the problem was this. The problem was you visited a website that was infected with this malware, and when you ran the Java applet in your browser, it infected your Mac until this update was installed. Okay, that's how it worked. Now, the key here, of course, is when you're going online and you're visiting sites, do you just go anywhere? Or do you take care of what places you check your information out from? Well, I think you have to be careful wherever you go. I mean, if, if you visit a website and it suddenly, you know, tells you to download a file, don't open the file, for God's sake. Well, in this case, you weren't getting the message to download a file. It was just the fact of running a Java applet, which plays something or causes something to run from that site, maybe a chat room or something. The act of doing that would infect you. You weren't installing anything in the sense of installing something. My point is you should still be aware of any kind of state change that's happening to your computer that's significant like that. You, you just need to be an aware consumer. You need to understand how the technology works. 
So your basic point here is that it's still the responsibility of the user to make sure you're doing the right thing, you're practicing safe computing, and not depending on some third-party vendor to set things right. But the other problem is, of course, that a lot of people just do things without thinking and don't pay attention. Well, as anybody who drives on any road in the United States knows, I should add. I mean, you, people well, you live are in Massachusetts, to, and I know driving through do- Boston, <laughs> and I know you don't live in Boston. And I realize there are other parts of the country that have the same problem. But driving through Boston is the most frightening experience I've ever had. And I've driven probably millions of miles at this point. You know, it's um, a special thing to learn as a teenager how to drive in the city of Boston. It's something that stays with you for the rest of your life. I was I was realizing this actually over the weekend because we were driving into Boston and Cambridge. But it's 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 something that molds you and shapes you as a driver. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> I understand there experience. that they have a license for that, and not just a driver's license, but it's kind of like, you know, getting a black belt in karate <laughs> or something like that. We have Peter Cohen, who probably does not have a black belt. And I'm Gene Steinberg. I don't either. I'm a lover, not a fighter. You can find us, by the way, on Twitter, where we are Tech Night Owl. That's Tech Night Owl on Twitter. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are... The GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So from broadband internet to the miserable state of the wireless carriers to whether you can get a virus on your Mac, we've gone into driving in Boston. Driving in Boston. Is that why the real reason why Apple pulled out the Mac World out of Boston, encouraged the IDG World Expo to pull out and go to New York because they didn't like people driving in Boston? No, that was just a function of not having a big enough convention center to to make everybody happy. The show had outgrown Boston at that point, you know, and New York was the only alternative in order to keep it an, an East Coast show. The problem being, of course, is that the costs in New York are very high. 
Yeah, the costs uh, in New York are very high. And let's face it, being in the Javits uh, Center is sort of like being in the middle of an industrial wasteland. (laughs) Right. You have to think about this now. We're going back to the early part of the century, 2000, 2001. Mm -hmm. You have to think, Javits Center. Now, we understand that the other exhibition halls, I think one was near the waterfront, really nice scenery. They had two exhibition halls in Boston. So they go to Javits Center, and Javits Center is way out on the west side, extreme west side of Manhattan Island. And it's in an industrial area. It's not like you have a lot of hotels there or anything. Wherever you want to go, you have to take a cab or walk. It's not like it's across the street from Waldorf Astoria or something. And I understand maybe that was the only place in New York City big enough, but it wasn't a pleasant place to go to. No, it really wasn't. It was very expensive for people um, who are in town to go to the show to stay there because they had to stay in midtown hotels. Um, they had to take cabs back and forth if um, uh, they missed the, the shuttle buses. And, you know, they certainly didn't want to take the bus, you know, the city bus. So, um, you know, it, 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 was, it was not a great experience as a show goes. Now, that's not to say that the Javits Center doesn't do – business because it does you know it's just it's not an appealing venue when you compare it to you know waterfront let's say location in boston but the problem was boston just wasn't wasn't ready to have that show there yet because they hadn't finished building the boston convention and exhibition center which you know is the size of a battleship it's huge it was too late though yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's about the size of an aircraft carrier. Several aircraft carriers put end to end. I forget some, some you know, some created from matching it to naval vessels. It's big, but, but it wasn't there at the now, time. The era of the trade shows come and gone. I mean, you have now this little Mac World. No, Expo. that's not true at all. Okay. That's not true at all. There's a lot of events that attract. Thousands and thousands of people. Like Comic-Con, especially. if Sure, if you're a comic book fan, yeah. Anime Expo. Uh, you know, New York Comic-Con. You know, there are all sorts of events that, that, uh, that, that lend itself to, to these I'm sort of major of venues. I'm industry trade shows. Industry trade shows have definitely changed over the years. Absolutely. I mean, all right, so that's one place where... Well, let's face it. There was only one trade show that was really related to the industry, right? You know, and that was Macworld Expo. And now, and then there's the Consumer Electronics Show, of course. Consumer Electronics and all that peripheral stuff that really didn't have anything to do with Apple people, you know. But you know, and gaming events like E3 and stuff like that. You know, so I mean, those those things still continue. They still draw huge crowds. So there's a lot of industry stuff. I mean, the interesting thing for me is how MacWorld Expo itself is kind of bifurcated. Where you've got um, Mac Tech doing its own tech expos, um, sort of traveling around the country doing tech expos for for IT people or for for programmers, and then you've got MacWorld Expo sort of evolving into much more of a uh, a community jamboree thing, which is kind of cool in its own way. A celebration of culture. It seems to be doing okay. I guess the only concern I have is they don't really reach out to the media that much, as much as the previous ones. I mean, we have never received, since the Macworld Expo continued without Apple's presence, we've not received a single contact or press release from them. Maybe they should reach out a little bit more. Or maybe you ought to, add, you ought to ask them to add you to, your, to their press list. I did. You did? 
Oh. That was two years ago. I'm not going to keep asking. I'm not going to beg anybody to send me a press release. No, that's cool. You know, if they don't want to reach our audience, that's their privilege. You know, I hope the expo continues. I know attendance was down this year compared to previous years somewhat, but I hope it continues. It's a good idea. And if their narrowed focus works, then great, great, great. That's where you go. Well, I didn't go this year either. But those you were see? reasons of my those were for reasons of my own. I don't want to confuse the issue, but you know Well it's a big trip, you know, even here. It's a big trip from Phoenix. You know, I'm still thinking if I should go to the WWDC. It's a big trip to go from any city to another city. You know, I mean because you're you're basically you're making it a day trip anyway, you know, depending on where you are in the world. You know, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. But I, the, the interesting thing for me about Macworld Expo is is how focused it's gotten, you know, on the Bay Area and sort of reaching that that culture and that that group of people. I think I think it's good for for the evolution of the show. But yeah, my problem with not going to it was 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 totally my own. I had actually planned to, you know, as as a card carrying member of AMB, but really couldn't make it work. Um so I had to back away from it. But, you know, I, I, if I had gone, you know, it wouldn't have been with the expectation of, you know, seeing any kind of press identity from them or anything. I just wanted to go as a, as a, uh, a member of the community because I've been a member of the community for so long. I kind of put that above, you know, my professional identity. I was thinking about this the other day. I, I, 26 years I've been making my bones, you know, in the Apple ecosystem. It's in my blood, so, you know. I understand there's no app to cure that. They there might have some no medication. Maybe that. the Food and Drug Administration is working on some medication now to help them out. But oh, it's, uh, it's legal in certain states, but not in others. <laughs> we can't get into that because then we talk about other parts of culture that are not appropriate for a technology radio show. But then we've discussed old-time radio on this show, so what is I was going to say, you set the boundaries, man. You set the boundaries. I know, and we stretch them. You know, we don't use the extreme language, but we talk about a lot of stuff. But aliens. Let, aliens. Well, you know, we are now admitting, for example, that more and more planets out there seem to have the potential to be this Goldilocks or N-type class, the M-type planet being one that's not hot, not too cold, could possibly have intelligent life. So we're just waiting for the Vulcans to come here and make first contact. Could be any time now. You know, there's somebody inventing warp drive in a tiny town that's been abandoned. You know, a guy who maybe drinks more than he should. And one day he'll launch his spaceship if the Borg doesn't get us. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. but <laughs> The movie Star Trek First Contact, which I guess was one of the best Star Trek movies, that was directed by number one himself, Jonathan Frakes, who happens to be a great director. He directs a lot of TV shows that people like. Really good. Let's look at our culture a little bit more. Apple and the Apple TV. They can't stop talking about it, and I guess we covered it peripherally when we suggested whether Apple should have a streaming video service of some sort. And, of course, we have the bandwidth caps that might cause problems for Apple unless Apple could make some kind of deal with the ISPs, you know, and say, look, 
let's make a deal where you offer increased bandwidth at a discount price and maybe we'll license content from you. You remember Comcast owns NBC now, right? You know. That's an interesting theory. I hadn't really thought of that, Gene, but I guess you I guess the, the that that case could be made. I, mean, I, yeah, I, I but but I, I think that the Apple TV is still a boondoggle anyway. I don't even think it's a real product. You think people are taking the statement that Steve Jobs made in that book and they're putting too much into it. He kind of spooked the entire consumer electronics industry. My theory is that that was Steve I'm not going to ask you what the theory is until we segue to this theory on dot, Tech dot, Night dot. Out Live. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Good day, Jim Newcomer from Midas Resources, May 4th, 2012. Gold opened this morning at 1632.40. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1673.21, 836.60 for a half ounce, or 418.30 for a quarter ounce. That's 1673.21, 836.60, and 418.30. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How do you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. 
four, five, six, even seven dollars a gallon? According to fuel industry insiders and economic experts, those are the forecasted fuel prices with no end in sight. Fight back fuel prices with a fuel saver from airfusionsystems.com. These fuel savers can save you from 20 to 40%. They're designed to fit any vehicle from compacts to SUVs to transport trucks. The fuel saver works on all gas, diesel, even propane engines. Easy do-it-yourself installation in about 15 minutes. And the best part? No engine modifications, no computer chipping, no running wires, no chemicals, no water, no running costs, and no maintenance. And these fuel savers come complete with all parts and accessories. See how it works at airfusionsystems.com, spelled A-I-R-F-U-S-I-O-N, systems.com. Or call 888-887-9981, 888-887-9981. Fuel savers from airfusionsystems.com. Save fuel, save money, save earth. Get Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. One more theory from Peter Cohen of the Angry Mac Bastards Radio Show and also The Loop at loopinsight.com. They're coming on, what, almost three years now? Uh, which one? The Loop. The loop, yeah, we're coming up you, on You started months. out in 2009, June of 2009. That's you right. You see, I yeah, remember. Thank you for remembering. I didn't start with it in June 2009. My, my involvement started in September. But yeah, Jim, Jim Dalrymple started it, at, uh, uh, started it in June of 2009. And you know what? Still going strong. So it's Absolutely inside. stronger than ever. But he won't Better spend half a million dollars to buy the... <laughs> Domain loop.com. He's hoping eventually nobody will buy it and they'll give it to him for $300. That's how we got, by the way, Paracast.com for our other radio show. We had theparacast.com, but Paracast.com was not available. And finally, nobody was interested in it, so we got it for $200. How about that? Yeah, I don't think think that that'll happen with loop, but... um uh, you know, we uh, we we actually changed our user our username on um, uh, on Twitter this week to the loop. It used to be the loop one, so um, you can find it at the loop now. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the loop. And by the way, if you go to loop dot com, all it is is a homepage. Welcome to the loop. There is no content. You know, the site is just there. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a placeholder page. It's got nothing to do with us, folks. Loopinsight.com is where you want to go for our insight. It's Loop Insight. Right. They're basically just holding on to that until someone pays them enough money to give it up. Yeah, it sucks. Same thing happened with one of my domains once, but that's a, another story for another time. Well, one site we wanted because of the fact that our other show, The Paracast, we sometimes honor the memory of the person who originated talk radio, the modern talk radio format in terms of all-night radio. And that was not Art Bell, but Long John Nebel. And he wrote a book called The Way Out World. So we registered the name thewayoutworld.com in honor of that. Let's go back to Apple TV. Now, the set-top box is great. And Steve Jobs says something in that book quoted by Walter Isaacson, the official authorized biography that spooks the tech industry. Peter? And that is that he had cracked it. He had cracked the, the, the TV. 
my theory is that that is a big middle finger to the entire consumer electronics industry. <laughs> you think he's just spooking them. Yeah, I think he's just spooking them. I think it was just Steve Jobs playing a prank on everybody. Realizing that after he left us, even companies like Lenovo, and that's a company that builds notebook computers, pretty good ones too. That's the old IBM ThinkPad. And at the Consumer Electronics Show, they come up with an announcement, we're going to have a smart TV. Does anybody care about a smart TV anyway? You know, you turn on this set, how many people really care about all that added junk? Because they can get that added junk in a Blu-ray player, in an Apple TV, a Roku. Who cares? I want a simple TV. I want a TV that just turns on. We have that. I have a TV that just turns on. You know, yeah, I have to use the satellite set-top box to check the channels. But then I have one of those Logitech Harmony remotes. And therefore, it operates on my devices. Even the Apple TV, but it doesn't work with the functions of the Apple TV. It just turns it on and off. If I can't use my iPhone to program it, it is of absolutely no interest to me. That's why I have a TiVo box. Okay, so here's the issue here, too. You don't think Apple would even want to consider getting into that space at all? No. No, because I mean, take, a, take a look at the market. The, the market for televisions is a complete commodity market, and it's a saturated market. You know, that's, that's got manufacturing up and down the scale from luxury to, um, to cheap, 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 cheap. Every segment of the market has been eaten alive by companies all over Asia. You know, so why would Apple be interested even slightly in getting into that market? I think part of it is, what is Apple's next great thing going to be? We have originally the Mac and the iPod, which is, you know, well, I, fading I guess a little my- bit. We have the iPhone, the iPad. So what do they do next? So they say, well, maybe it has to be TV because Apple wants to conquer the living room. But you don't need a full TV set. Apple TV set-top box can do it. It's only $100. And anybody can buy one. You don't need to buy a whole new TV set for 1500 or $2,000. Or if you want tricked-out sound, $5,000 for a Bose. I wait your comment. <laughs> I got nothing. And the other thing, too, is, remember, TVs last a long time. We had an episode where we featured Jeffrey Morrison, a writer on TV sets and other stuff like that, consumer electronics, and we were pointing out here that, yeah, if you have a TV set that's five or six years old, the newer technology, sharper pictures, it's pretty good. But say you have a set from 2008, 2009, and the panel is rated for, what, 100,000 hours or something, which means it's like, you know, 30 years playing your set eight hours a day. And if you run your set 12, 15 hours a day, that's 15 years. You don't need to buy a new TV set today. It's going to work. It's going to work now. It's going to work five years from now. So how do you convince people to trade in their recent TV set? You know, they're still getting over the 3D boondoggle, right? That was supposed to be the next big thing in in TV sets. Look at how well that worked out for them. And you know what's happening there? What is the fact is that the TV makers have realized they can't charge extra for 3D. So almost everything but the entry-level TV set – at the same price as last year's model or less, has 3D. Yeah, maybe you need to buy accessory glasses. 
but 3D is no longer a value-added proposition because nobody cares. Okay, you have the chips out there, you have 3D, fine. 3D is like airbags on a car, you know? <laughs> it's just it's uh, not, not, not if you get into an accident, it's not. <laughs> yeah, if you get into an accident with your TV. I want to see an airbag on the TV. That would be awesome. Now I know what happened when Steve Jobs said he cracked the secret of the TV. He saw something on TV he didn't like and smashed the panel against the wall. Remember like Elvis? Well, then he shooting just the th- TV? I thought he just threw things at the TV. That's very common. No, he shot it. Right. You're right. Elvis shot the TV with his gun. Yeah, but Steve Jobs didn't use a gun. He probably... He used used his psychic powers. His psychic powers or his hockey puck mouse. Or his hockey puck (laughs) mouse. Swinging it around like a bolo, letting it go right at the right time. Because that was one of the worst inventions (laughs) Apple ever had. Hey, Peter Cohen, tell our listeners where they can find more of the things that you're guilty of. Loopinsight.com and angrymacbastards.com. And on Twitter at Flarg, F-L-A-R-G-H. And I won't even ask him why he chose that name. We did that five years ago. So if you check some of the <laughs> earliest appearances of Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Out Live, you'll know why he has that unpronounceable name. You can find us, by the way, on Twitter, where we are Tech Night Owl. That's Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Peter Cohen, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Right on, brother. Nice to talk to you, man. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Attention, information in this one-minute message could save your life. Don't wait for the next emergency to happen. Act now to be prepared. Now, more than ever, civilians and communities must communicate with family, friends, and neighbors in the event of civil unrest, natural disasters, or other emergencies. That's why there's CivilDispatch.com. CivilDispatch.com is a universal system that can be used for a wide array of urgent notification alerts. Weather emergencies, civil unrest, emergency responders, amber alerts, school or business closings, any 
need-to-know situation. CivilDispatch.com is an emergency dispatch communication system, allowing anyone to quickly and easily send and instantaneously track emergency email and text alert notifications. CivilDispatch.com gives you the power of enterprise alerting without the enterprise cost. Don't find yourself unprepared. Learn more and become a member at CivilDispatch.com. That's CivilDispatch.com. Civilian Emergency Dispatch System. Peace through preparedness. Introducing a diabetes breakthrough, an easy, natural, organic way to bring relief to diabetics. Introducing MDS Forte, a concentrated super strength extract formulated for those who are looking for relief. What can MDS Forte do for you? MDS Forte reduces glucose levels safely and effectively, reduces cholesterol and triglyceride levels, increases HDL or good cholesterol while reducing LDL or bad cholesterol. MDS Forte reduces A1C, improves eyesight and circulation to the limbs, and helps with weight loss. Is non-toxic, caffeine-free, 100% natural, 100% organic, and comes with a 100% money back guarantee waiting for the side effects disclaimers with mds forte there are none order a 25-day treatment of mds forte by calling 213-405-5355 213-405-5355 or visit bestbloodsupport.com that's bestbloodsupport.com for mds forte a diabetes breakthrough <coughs> are you still a traditional smoker now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Our guest is Matthew Prince. He's CEO of a relatively new company called Cloudflare. And I don't know if a lot of you people are familiar with the name, but I think you will be after this session once you understand the purpose of what they're doing but matthew before we even talk about the company how did you get involved in this business gina thanks for thanks for having me on you know i've been working in internet security since the uh the late 90s when i was uh was actually in school and i was i was trying to set up a mail server and i remember getting frustrated over uh the problem of of email spam and you know at the time it was just a trickle one or two messages a day but i thought there must be some way of uh of stopping that and so i i worked on that through various various incarnations i was actually in law school at the time so i was i was thinking about it as as kind of a legal uh background but i also you know i'd studied uh computer science in college and so uh, also thought about it from a from a technical point of view as well and that migrated over time. I uh, started an anti-spam company and, you know, just saw that 
increasingly threats were coming to the web and the, uh, as the spam problem increasingly was, was resolved, at least from the consumer perspective, thought, I wonder if there's a way that we could do something similar in order to make websites more protected from uh, everything from spam being sent on blog posts to uh, hackers and, and attackers uh, taking websites offline. So I teamed up with one of the engineers from my last company, and then uh, whose name is Lee Holloway, who's just a brilliant engineer, and then a woman that I'd actually met in uh, business school who's an incredible products person. And together, the three of us, uh, back in 2009, started working on what uh, came to be known as Cloudflare. And that's, that's, how we, that's how we got into it. It was you know, starting from anti, the anti-spam world uh, and then seeing that some of the, the same problems were coming to the web. And uh, we wanted to see if we could do something to solve that. Let me frame the problem in a more personal way for some people. Those of you who listen to the first segment of our show know that for a while my Internet-based phone service was down. It's a company called Phone Power. And it wasn't their fault. Their servers were attacked by hackers. And it brought down the entire network. We're talking about a company with, I don't know, a few hundred thousand people who rely on them for their telephone service. They were brought down. Web hosts are occasionally brought down by hacker attacks. So how does that happen? How can hackers bring down a website, even a business website where you think there's a lot of protection? Yeah, I mean, even even you know the CIA's website was knocked offline last year. And- but they're built by the lowest bidder. We know why that goes on. <laughs> Well, what's what's amazing is that um, their tools exist to, uh, to that are that are real threats to anyone with a website, and those threats are increasing. And it actually, I, I think that the origin of it actually comes back to to email spam. Um, and it's it's kind of a it's it's funny how all these things work together. For years and years and years, if you were a virus writer or a malware writer. Um, the business model that emerged that was successful was that you would infect a number of computers all around the world uh, with with your virus, and then you would use those in order to send spam. So you would either rent them out to spammers or send spam yourself. And the reason you wanted to use a number of different different machines was to make it harder for you to block, harder for you know Gmail or Yahoo Mail or, or whatever mail provider was to block uh, the spam messages from coming in. What's happened is that as the mail filters have gotten better, there are all these infected machines that are online, which are, they're sort of searching for another purpose. And as, as, as it's become less profitable to send spam out, what we're increasingly seeing is that the people who control these bots um, and the number of bots together, together these infected machines, are referred to as a botnet. Is it there? Now, a bot is where the computer is taken over by an outside party and controlled, like a robot. Yeah, exactly. And so, and a bunch of these together are known as a botnet. And uh, and so, criminals uh, are are repurposing these in order instead of sending spam, uh, in order to to find some other way to make money. And it's it's come back to sort of the original extortion scheme. Um, and we get reports of this from customers every day where they'll get an email that says, uh, you know, it, w- if you don't pay this amount of money, 
then we're going to launch an attack against you, which will knock you offline. And those attacks are, you know, sort of the, the physical equivalent would be uh, just, you know, parking a bunch of cars on the freeway so that the legitimate traffic can't get through or having a bunch of protesters stand out in front of a store so that legitimate customers can't get through. In this case, on the Internet, um, because there are all of these infected computers and they can all be made to send traffic to one point, to your one website, it's very difficult for an individual website, unless you're one of the Internet giants, to be able to withstand one of these attacks the pipes that, that bring legitimate visitors to your site just literally get filled up, and, uh, and, and that, that effectively means you get knocked offline. A distributed denial-of-service attack is what it's called. Yeah, that's exactly right. A DDoS. Right. And this happens everywhere. So we've seen from our data, and, and we've tried to control for sampling error and selection bias, but we've seen about a six to 700% increase in just the last six months of these types of attacks. And, and that's through measuring it. And then just, you know, people writing into us, um, you know, have seen, have seen a significant increase to these attacks that have, that have been launched at their, at their systems. And what, what, what worries me is that the, the targets are almost random. Um, for example, on, on February 13th, uh, we got reports of over a thousand independent flower dealers that had received an email that said, if you don't pay us, um, and it was a, a couple of thousand dollars to this, to this bank account, then on the busiest day of the year, February 14th or Valentine's Day for, for flower vendors, we're going to knock your sites offline. And that's sort of the equivalent of, you know, the kind of 1920s gangster, you know, bad movie of the guy walks into the store and kind of looks around and says, Gosh, looks like there's a bunch of stuff in here that would burn. Maybe I can stop that if you just put a hundred dollars in the in the in a brown paper bag once a week. And uh, and that you know we we have seen this digital extortion explode online. And it's uh, what what really troubled us was there were no good solutions that were out there for the for the average website. And understand, of course, a lot of websites are run by small businesses. I mean, if I got an email tomorrow and he said, "Okay, Gene, here's the deal." Give me $5,000 or the Tech Night Owl or the Paracast, our stuff, they'll go offline. Well, folks, <laughs> I would just say I guess I better go on the unemployment lines because I can't do that. And a right. lot of people can't do that. And it sounds to me like it's almost an organized crime ring. Is it or is it a bunch of individual criminals? You know, it's hard to tell. Um, most of the, you know, the, we, we've seen all kinds of different variations of, um, of the email. One, one that I saw just the other day purported to come from a uh, Chinese government organization that said, you know, we are the uh, Shenzhen uh, Chinese monitoring service and we've noticed some activity which is online, which in the past has indicated a, uh, a likelihood of an attack. Wire some money to this Chinese account and if so, we'll um, you know we'll we'll do our best to keep you online. Um, what, yeah, what, I bet. Yeah, exactly. So you know, when you looked into it, there was not only there was there there was no such organization. The the actual bank account uh, that looked you know that was set up to look like it was some Chinese bank account. If you looked at who the actual IBAN number and everything was, the bank was actually based in uh, Dayton, Ohio. 
Well, there you go with the Chinese name. We have Matthew Prince, CEO of Cloudflare. And in our next segment, we'll hear the Cloudflare story, how Cloudflare can help protect you against things like this. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Attack. Attack. Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics. Life's getting better. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. 
Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain, not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid. Member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Matthew Prince, CEO of Cloudflare, which was rated by the Wall Street Journal as the most innovative Internet technology company. So we have these criminals who are using extortion to get money from sites, and if they don't give them the money, they'll just totally bomb them with traffic and get them offline, or maybe they'll attack you anyway without the warning, which happens too. So how does Cloudflare enter the picture here? So, you know, at Cloudflare, we we started with the premise that, you know, first of all, the Internet is one of the greatest, you know, inventions or, or um, uh, systems that has ever been invented by mankind. And the reason why that's the case is that anyone who has an idea uh, can reach a global audience. And, and, you know, there are story after story of, you know, one person with an idea reaching people all around the world. And unfortunately, as you had the rise of, you know, attackers that were literally taking, taking sites offline, and you also just had increasing technical expense and difficulty of, of building a site which was fast and, and needed to, to reach a global audience, that that, that was, while, it, while the Internet has the promise of opening the world of information to everyone, uh, the reality was that it was becoming harder and harder um, to actually to actually reach an audience. And so at Cloudflare, what we said was, let's try and let the Internet live up to the promise that it is and that it, that it can deliver, and let's give the, the resources that were previously reserved only to the Internet giants to anyone with a website. And so we built a global network. We currently run 14 data centers all around the world, we power more traffic through our network than Amazon, Wikipedia, Twitter, Zynga, AOL, Bing, and Apple combined. We do about 45 billion page views uh, every single month, and that's been growing. You know, in the last month, we've grown 25%. It's just it's it's been it's been stunning, and we can at price points that are incredibly affordable, starting literally at free. Uh, we can make sure that. Your site is, is going to be protected from hackers and attackers, and, uh, and, and you can be fast and reliable 
and you know the the operational knowledge of an organization like Google or Facebook or Yahoo um, can be yours, even if you're just a small individual web webmaster. Now, one thing about websites, which we were mentioning earlier in the show, is that if a site takes more than a few seconds to load, people will just go away. I mean, maybe not with Microsoft.com or Apple.com or CNN or something. People will wait. But for just a regular old site, if they want to do commerce, well, the site's not loading fast. They go to another site. And with your system, you've got servers around the world, don't you? Yeah, that's right. So we, we're not a... We're, so the, the first thing is that there have been people who have studied this. And so even Amazon, Amazon has found that for every 100 milliseconds, and that's a tenth of a second, that's about the amount of time it takes for you to blink. For every 100 milliseconds, the extra that it takes for your site to load, Amazon loses about 1% of revenue, which is, which is just a stunning figure. And that's true, that's true around, around the world. If your site is taking more than a couple of seconds to load, then people abandon it very quickly. And so what we did at Cloudflare was we said, we don't want you to have to change anything. You keep your existing hosting provider, you keep your existing registrar, but we'll sit as a layer in front of your website in order to essentially both protect it and also accelerate it. And so you can think of us almost like if there's a, a road between two, two cities, we're like the magic teleportation machine that as someone is trying to travel between those, they used to have to take a road and, and, it, and distance mattered. We sit in between those and, and just make it so that as uh, a request is coming to your website or your website is returning traffic back, that it's, it's going to be significantly faster, uh, on average about twice as fast um, for visitors around the world. So it's like saying, beam me up Cloudflare. That's, that's right. That should, that should be our new tagline. So we should put that on our, on our, on our website. I like I'll it. send you a bill for it later. Thank you. Of course. I'm generous about things like that. Okay. But seriously speaking, how does someone get started with a company like you? Do they need to have knowledge of how to run their websites, technical knowledge, or what? So we've tried to make it as, as easy as possible. On average, it takes, if someone comes to our website and signs up for us directly, it takes about five minutes to sign up. You don't need to install any hardware or software. Uh, you don't need to change any of the code on your website. Instead, we're provisioned through what's called the DNS system. And DNS is what translates a domain like Amazon.com into an IP address like, you know, 157.252.10.251. That was my old college mail server's address, which for some reason I stuck in my head for all these years. Um, and so I understand there's an app for that. There is, yeah. Need to need to get it cleared out. Um, we uh, so what you do if you're a, if you own your own domain, you can sign up for Cloudflare by going to cloudflare.com, and then there's just a four-step process where uh, you enter your domain. Uh, we scan uh, the various records. You select what type of plan you want, and you can start with the free plan. And then if you know there are no limits on the amount of bandwidth or requests or anything. We want to make sure that again, even people who can't afford to pay for the service will be able to experience, you know, this this faster faster traffic. Um, and then and then we give the last step is we give you two name servers and you go to your registrar and just change those. Um, and that's that's the that's that's the hard process. And it's really it's again it's five minutes and it's very simple and you can try it out. If you don't like it, you know, it takes five minutes to sign up for us and it takes two minutes to leave us. So we have to always be making sure that we're, uh, we're always delivering a lot of value to our customers. The other way is if you're using one of our hosting provider partners, 
which are some of the largest hosting providers in the world, companies like uh, Media Temple and DreamHost and HostGator. With them, in all of their customers' control panels, there's a Cloudflare uh, button, and you just it's with one click, you click the button, and all of a sudden your site will be twice as fast and protected from bad guys. Um, you know, it's 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 really it's really quite remarkable. Um, and in one of the if, if you search our Twitter feed or, or you look through, you know, we make all the comments that people write into us online uh, available. And one of the biggest reactions that people have is, you know, that, that this is really an amazing service. And today we have, you know, over over three hundred fifty thousand, almost four hundred thousand publishers that are that are using our network, and and it's and we add another fifteen hundred a day. So it's it's been a very been something that's really taken off and it's been amazing and you've got one or two evangelists out there who go on to different sites from hosting companies and message board systems and they help people get used to the service deal with the minor problems that happen every so often really good customer service yeah it's been it's you know it's it's really you know we're at so i'm sitting in a conference room right now looking out over our office we all just sit you know we all have the same desks there, we have 33 employees, um, 80% of them are engineers, and what really motivates um, our team is that every day we get to come to work and we may get to, for, for the average website that's out there, make it twice as fast and, and protect it from, from a wide range of threats. So it's, it's, uh, it's very rewarding and it's been, it's been an exciting um, place, place to work and, and somewhere that we're all excited to come to every day. Now, as some of our Regular site visitors know all our sites go through Cloudflare, okay? Just so you know that we believe in their product. It's not just the company that's paying us for advertising because they're not an advertiser. Maybe they will be someday, but they're just coming on the show because I like the story and the story that Matthew has to tell. That's why we have them on. Matthew, tell our listeners how they can learn more about Cloudflare. Yeah, you just uh, you know you can go to cloudflare.com. We've we've actually never spent a dollar on advertising, although if, if we ever do, you know we're, we'll we'll give you a call. But it's it's cloudflare.com. Uh, you can learn about us. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's just at cloudflare. And if you have any questions, write into our our support team, and and uh, one of us will will get back to you really quickly. But you know we're we're trying to make the internet live up to its potential of, of being one of the greatest inventions of, of, of humankind. And, and we're excited every time any website, large or small, signs up to be part of our community. And a quick reminder before we go, you can contact us on Twitter, Tech Night Owl. That's Tech Night Owl at Twitter. Or just write us, news at technightowl.com. And we have that other really fascinating radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week it'll be about the My Ghost Story TV show. We've got the executive producer on the Paracast at Paracast.com. Matthew Prince, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.